0: But also, the thing we'll hear from people is, well, I don't have enough time. Like, day-to-day, we're talking about now. I don't have enough day-to-day We both got two kids.
1: We know about not having enough time. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. There's, you hear there's, me, parents? You hear me out there? <laughs> <All> right. <laughs> <laughs>
0: jay start the timer welcome to the location indie podcast behind the scenes unfiltered no holds barred look at the realities of the location independent lifestyle from two guys who are living that lifestyle i'm trav
1: and i love getting free french fries who doesn't love free french fries i'm jason we're the Co-founders of the Community Location Indie, all about the travel, the freedom, the lifestyle. You can learn more at locationindie.com. We got all kinds of cool stuff going on over there. Newsletter, challenges. We've got our Lifestyle Launch Academy. If you need help getting your side hustle off the ground, and we're going to be talking about side hustles today. Trav, did you mention the free french fries because of my t-shirt? I did. Every time I see the Mountain Sun (laughs) t-shirt,
0: I think those guys are awesome. And you told me this from the beginning when we did our best breweries podcast. Where, I mean, years ago, you said Mountain Sun's awesome because if you're waiting in line and you know they'll just bring to get into the place because it's busy, they'll just bring you out free French fries, and the French fries are awesome too. So it's just a little thing sometimes in businesses, right? Like we're talking about it now, years later, it costs them five cents, right? So Doesn't it's the it little seem things. so
1: obvious? Wouldn't you think yes. most people? Most restaurants, I mean, restaurants are hurting now, but, you know, just giving free French fries out, some hungry customers that are waiting for a table. It's so simple.
0: It's so simple. I call it my strawberry muffin technique um, because when I stayed at this little inn in Maine that we weren't expecting much from, you know, it's just like basically a place to crash for the night because it was by the beach. Um, And it was like the room was nothing special, but the next morning there were fresh Strawberry muffins out at our doorstep that she didn't tell us we were getting, we're not expected, nothing like that. And she was like, and it, you know, we had a, two kids with us, and she's like, if you guys want more, I can easily make more. And she went back in the kitchen and made more. And I just thought, wow, like this turned a regular run of the mill in with nothing special into something that was amazing because someone decided they wanted to make us homemade strawberry muffins. Yeah. It's just, it's the little things, man.
1: Yep. And uh, that's what you want to do. I would say uh, what they call that surprise and delight. Surprise Surprise and delight your customers. That's right. I hope we surprise and delight you today as we bust some myths. Right, Trav?
0: We are busting some myths today. Um, We are talking about side hustles specifically today because if you're listening live, we are getting ready to launch. Or maybe it is already launched. Like you can join it. We are running a seven-day Start a Successful Side Hustle Challenge. And that is running September 8th through September 14th, 2020. You can find that by going to locationindie.com slash challenge. If you're listening later, don't worry. Our guess is that this challenge will go very, 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 very well. And if it does, we will continue to run challenges, helping people start a successful side hustle. So on that note, Jay... We were just riffing a little bit before we popped on the mics here. And I was like, why don't we talk about the myths around starting a side hustle? Because I think when some people hear side hustle, they, they, they make it into too big of a thing. And by that, I mean they put too much weight onto it and they, and they put too much importance onto it. And so when they do that, they never actually start it. And it becomes analysis paralysis and we see this all the time people who just don't get off the starting box and this is the number one reason why we are running our seven-day challenge to get people off the starting box because if you get off the starting box they always you know the old cliche is you know the first step is the hardest right but it's especially true when it comes to starting something like this because you're taking what's been in your head for so long and actually doing something. And when you actually do it, you realize it's not as scary and it's not as overwhelming as you as you think in your head. And so I want to bust those five myths today.
1: Yeah, I mean, it can be scary and overwhelming at times, but there's something about taking action. It's like, yeah, it's something like you're moving in some kind of direction and you realize... All the things that maybe were intimidating you aren't are maybe not as bad as you built them up to be, essentially.
0: It's it's inertia. It's momentum, right? Yeah. Like yes, it'll it's not always gonna be easy. We're not telling you that. We're not telling you it won't be overwhelming at times, we're not telling you it won't be scary at times, but once you build that momentum up, yeah. and once you build that inertia up. It, it keeps going. It's a snowball yes. rolling down the hill. How many cliches can we throw in in the first three minutes of this podcast, right? Uh, um, probably a few more. <laughs> probably a few more. Probably a few more. All right, so let's let's bust these myths. And um, the first myth, the one that I think hangs people up the most is that they have to have the perfect idea before they start. And both you and I are huge proponents of this idea of saying f perfection. It's actually like a company motto for us here at Location Indy. F perfection. There is no perfect idea and it's certainly not a perfect idea when you start, Jay. Like there's there's no way you could have it all figured out before you start because you you're not an oracle. You can't see what the future holds. You can't see the problems that your potential customers and clients are going to have. There's we've been doing this for years and years and years and I guarantee that when we run this first challenge which is a great idea, not a perfect idea. We will learn stuff. And by the time we do a second challenge, we will change some things. And by the time we do the third challenge, we will change it. It's not going to be perfect. It doesn't have to be to be effective. It doesn't have to be to have impact. It doesn't have to be to make you money.
1: No, I mean, you can be an oracle in a sense, because you can just model something that, you know, is successful. So we know people, we've run challenges. We know people that have run challenges. We've seen people get results from challenges. So we know a challenge is going to work. The fundamental principle behind it is going to work. It's going to get you results. But like some of the stuff that we have structured within it, you know, we're going to have to, you know, we, we've tested a lot of it, but we never put it together in this unique way. So we're very confident in it. But, you know, what's perfection? right? Like you're going to get feedback and there's inevitably going to be some tweaks that need to be made. So, um, you know, this is the case for everything. I think across the board, whether it's like something like this or you're putting something out and you get feedback from your customers and they wanted something different or they want it in a different way, or it turns out they liked this thing more than that thing. And the it's the other thing that you thought they would like the most, you know, all of these things you can't find out until you put something out there. So um, we're not saying, oh, don't, don't get educated around um, you know picking an idea or, or like trying to don't don't try to be smart about it we're not saying oh just you know throw a, you know throw a bunch of ideas on a dartboard and throw a dart at and just grab one but we are saying that don't let like you, you, you whittle it down at a certain point and then you just have to pick one you yes. can't think it's going to be perfect
0: And that's exactly what we do inside the Lifestyle Launch Academy and inside of the challenge is this idea of, and especially with a seven-day challenge, we give it's a seven-day challenge, right? And you are going to come out of it with a side hustle picked and with actually action steps taken. I'm not going to give away all the juicy, good details, right? But the idea is like you, you can't think about it too much, but you are thinking about it to some degree right? And and that is the fine line. And I think most people err on the side of thinking about it way too much. There are some people who don't think about it all and just jump in. But I think most people, and I'm speaking for myself too, always err on the side of thinking about it too much and thinking it has to be perfect before you start. And so, you know, we could get into business speak here. We won't go too much into it, but people talk about the lean startup. People talk about MVP, which is minimum viable product, right? Um, you have to get something going and then figure out what people tell you. Again, with this challenge, we know a lot about challenges. We're gonna do a pretty bang up job with the first one, but I can guarantee we'll get feedback that will help us make it better for the next time. But if we thought it had to be perfect, we wouldn't do it. And and then and then all these people who are gonna come to a challenge and start their ideas wouldn't be able to do that. And it's like, why, why? Why sit on and uh, something that that could really have an impact for people?
1: No, and especially when you're starting out, because there are bigger things at play. For example, if you have not like run your own thing before, run your own business, you have to start learning the skill of like running a business. Part of that is putting yourself out there. Part of that's trying things. Part of that's marketing. Part of that's um, there. There. There are a lot of components to that, right? So. In that sense, like even if you don't pick the perfect idea, you're still learning so much, and you're developing the skill of being a business owner, which you cannot develop unless you pick something and start something and so become a business in the owner. Beginning. <laughs> yeah, like and you know, of course, the more advanced you get in entrepreneurship and business, it doesn't mean like everybody that's run a business before is going to be able to pick the perfect idea every time. We know that's not the case, but you get more. I mean, that's what we do with the challenge. We're trying to give you. You know the lessons that we've learned over many years, so you can. You know, I, I never give you and give you, and give you a, word shortcuts, but you know, well, but like it gives you, know, just you a key, structure and a framework. Yes, to, to, key, to, key, to key lessons, take so, a yeah, so you can maybe get a little bit ahead of where we were when we started out. But you got to start some somewhere, and you got to start with something in order to develop those skills. So anyway,
0: yeah, myth number two it goes hand in hand with with myth number one and myth number three that we'll get to is that you need to have the perfect time to do it. And so many people get caught up in, well, now's not the right time because of, and they'll say, oh, because of the pandemic, because um, my kids are in school, because I started a new job, because, you know, there are infinite reasons why it's not going to be the perfect time. And just like the perfect idea, there is no perfect time to do it. Right, the old adage is like, "When's the best time to plant a tree? Ten years ago. When's the second best time? Today. Yeah. Th- there is no perfect time to start something. There will always there... be obstacles and hangups, yes, and reasons why you could say it, it's now's not the best time. And those will still be the reasons that you'll be saying ten years from now, twenty years from now, thirty years from now, until ultimately you never do anything.
1: That that doesn't mean, yeah, that doesn't mean there can't be better times than others. Like you know, the time to start. I'm moving at the end of uh, this month. Like I wouldn't say, "Hey, let me start this big project." Like the week that I'm moving, that would be stupid. But we're not talking about like, "Oh, don't pick a, uh, uh, you know, an optimal time." But there's a line, right? Like because you can keep. There's always something. So well, you have and to I like. Think
0: to your point, Jay, like I think that's almost putting too much weight on it, right? Oh, I'm moving, so I can't start a big project. I don't want people to see it. As a big project. I don't want people to see as overwhelming. Hence why we do the seven day challenge where we're saying, hey, you're going to get like 20 to 30 minutes of teaching a day and then you're going to have like a homework assignment that you can go and do pretty easily. And so it's not saying, man, if I start this today, it's like saying, it'd be like you saying, Jay, hey, I'm going to be moving. So I'm not going to start training for my marathon today. But what could you do? You could get out and go for a 10 minute run or a 20 minute walk, right? And that's what we're asking you to do with the challenge and and all that is that, if you think of it as like the big picture, and I think that's where all these kind of tie together, the theme is that everyone gets caught up in this big picture. Oh my gosh, well, when I build this huge business and have this, you know, all these issues are gonna happen. It's like, no, we're not talking about the big picture right now. I mean, we do in the challenge and we do in Lifestyle Launch Academy, because we want you to help you pick a decent idea to start with, but we're talking about taking small actions. And so if someone does have a major life thing, like they're moving or their kid's going away to school or they're starting a new job, we're saying, hey, this can fit within that life. Yes, you can right still take now. the small
1: actions right now. That is absolutely true.
0: And, and by taking the small actions now, then when your life opens up a little bit more, like, Jay, after you're done moving, all of a sudden you say, well, that was stressful. I'm glad I already took these small actions because now that I have more focus time, I don't need to be doing these small actions that, that I did before. Now I can actually have some regimented time. And that gets into number three. We'll go right into that. And myth number three is that you don't have enough time. And so, you know, there's never a perfect time big picture, but also the thing we'll hear from people is, well, I don't have enough time. Like day-to-day we're talking about now. I don't have enough day-to-day We both day got time. two kids.
1: We know about not having enough time. That's for sure. <laughs>
0: yeah. There's, you hear there's, me, parents? You hear me out there? <laughs> right. <laughs> Everyone has a lot going on. Everyone. And it is relative, right? Like there'll be people out there listening who have eight kids and be like, you guys don't know anything about right. it, right? And then there'll be
1: people out there who have...
0: Or, you or you know, maybe they have no grown, kids, but they're or, working three no jobs. You know? right. It's
1: all kinds of scenarios out there.
0: And and so that's why when we, we dive into this with everyone in the Challenge and Lifestyle Launch Academy, we don't tell you how much time you have to put in to have a successful side hustle because there is no number. There is no, if you do six hours a week, it's going to work. And if you do less, it won't. That's not true. What you need to do is you need to do what is, I think, the most important thing. Let me, let me clarify this. The second most important thing to starting a successful side hustle, and that is setting non-negotiable time. And so for some people, that might be two hours a week, it might be six hours a week, it might be 10 hours a week. I don't care how many hours it is, Jay. I don't care when those hours are, just that you pick a certain time every week and you do it. So not, oh, I don't care if those are two hours on Wednesday this week or two and two hours on Thursday next week. No, it's like they are Wednesday. I'll use my example. When I was living in Japan and did this, they were Tuesday and Thursday, 4 to 7 p.m. After work, after I was done work till 7 p.m., Tuesdays and Thursdays is when I started Extra Pack of Peanuts. And I did it every single week, and I made it non-negotiable. And that allowed me to start my really first successful side hustle.
1: Yeah. And I mean, if that sounds like a lot to you, again, Trav's not saying you have to do three hours two times a week because we're making it fit within the lifestyle and the time you have. Uh, again, this goes back to what we said in the beginning, building momentum. And then the ultimate goal, which is reclaiming your time, right? Reclaiming all of your time, because you're gonna remember you're working towards this idea of, okay, you want to start a side hustle because you want to have an additional stream of income that you can eventually build up to maybe supplant your job because your job's taking up too much of your time and you're tired of that. Right, and you're or maybe you're tired of being based at a particular location, but it's also ultimately I think it comes down to a lot for a lot of people. They want to own their time, right? So the bigger goal of that is the thing to keep in mind, and also just remembering that even though that might sound small, if you're saying, "Oh, my non-negotiable time," we've had people commit to like one hour a week or whatever. She's so like, "Well, what am I going to get done in an hour a week?" Well. Not right away. You're not going to be able to build a business quickly right away with a one hour a week. But when you start getting into it, you find that you might start dedicating more time to it. it. It kind of happens naturally. But like the way to start by building that habit and to make something real and to get something going is by committing to some amount of time that's achievable to you. And uh, that's why we say, uh, you know, this idea of uh, not having enough time is a myth because you can make that work within. Your lifestyle, which is what we're all about.
0: Exactly. And I, I, you know, when I did the six hours a week, it wasn't that every week I only worked six hours. There were weeks I worked more because I had more time. But we tell people err on the side of less yeah. and stick to it don't and then overcommit. fill in the gaps when you have time. Don't overcommit because when you overcommit and then you don't stick to that time, it's like eating that whole bag of Oreos, man. You're on a diet, you're doing great. Five days in, you eat one Oreo all of a sudden the whole bag is gone, right? Because it's a slippery slope. So don't overcommit. Pick time that's realistic and works for you. And then you can always do more if you need to. And and, and when you have time, you mentioned this myth number four, people feel that their side hustle has to replace their income and that it has to do it right away. This is a huge weight to put on any type of business. And that's why we're talking to you right now about thinking small. When you're building a side hustle, right? Like the goal might be eventually for this to take over and be your full time thing. For most people, it's like, I want to do a side hustle that becomes big enough in time that I don't have to go into my nine to five job. Great. That's what we, that's our goal for most of you as well. That doesn't mean that you have to replace your income immediately. And that's why the, we, we preach for people, Jay, to do it as a side hustle, not to quit your job and try to build it right away, but to do it as a side hustle because you take the financial strain off the business, off the side hustle now. You say, I can do what I want. I can I can practice this. I can build into it. I don't need to be making 3, 5, 10, 20K a month from this right out of the gates. I need to be making 500 or 1,000, and then I can start to scale up. And, and everything we teach inside Lifestyle Launch Academy is to do it on your own time frame. And everyone has a different time frame for this. But the people who sit there and say that this has to replace my income immediately, that is going to be, I'm not going to say impossible, but very, very difficult. And it'll put strain on the business that then has you chasing and doing things for money that you might not have done otherwise and will maybe not build a solid base for your business.
1: Yeah. Uh, it's not like we're saying you can't have that as a goal to that your side hustle eventually replaces your income. I mean, you're, you're certainly free to have that as a goal, but I mean, like you said, I mean, when you're starting out, it's a lot of pressure to put on it. Um, but just, you know, getting a side hustle going and getting to that entrepreneurial mindset can open up other potential streams of income as well that you might not be able to see right now. So it might not have to all come from your side hustle, right? There are a lot of different ways to sort of bring income in you know we think about just selling all your stuff to travel or whatever there's like a stream of income that you're maybe sitting on already so you know things can happen that are unpredictable uh, but you don't have to put that kind of pressure on yourself right from the get-go is what we're talking about because that's that's a lot to take on as chris buzzes us out we do have one more myth to bust here right trav we do. I wanted
0: to bring up one quick example about replacing your income as well. Um, and we saw this happen inside our Lifestyle Launch Academy, which was pretty cool. Diana came in and she basically had an apartment that she, and she said, I want to start traveling and I want to build this business. And what she realized was that she could put her apartment up on Airbnb, an apartment that she owned, and make as much by renting it on Airbnb as she did in her corporate job. Now, can everyone do that? No. Can some people make... A decent amount by renting your place out on Airbnb? Yes. And so by her doing that and then taking another strategy and moving somewhere that's cheaper than where she lived, because Jay, it was Belgium, I believe, um, and, and moving and deciding to travel through Southeast Asia, all of a sudden now she's replaced her corporate income and she's living somewhere cheaper. And so there are so many ways to replace that income that don't necessarily have to come from your side hustle right now right away Um, so I know one of the the things that can get people a little caught up is like you read these blogs of, of people who have done it right and they post income reports and they're making 10k 20k 100k a month 200k a month and it can seem like that's what you should be shooting for and ultimately if that's not like you have to determine what you need to be shooting for based on your own lifestyle not on what other people are making right? Because no one got to 100K and 200K a month uh, right out of the gates. And so for you, if you're like, hey, I'd be happy with 500 extra bucks a month, 1,000 extra bucks a month, great. Don't get caught up in someone else's goal, right? And don't compare your beginning to someone else's middle or someone else's end. Um, another kind of cliche there. There we go. Uh, number five, Jay, this myth ties, I think, it all together to some degree. People are don't start and they get caught up in the fact that their side hustle has to be a lifelong mission that they're going to do for the next 30 years or some like big burning desire and passion. Oh, and this was totally in- me. This yeah. stopped me
1: for a long time. Yeah. Give us the, all right, tell us
0: why, like why? Yeah, it, was just that,
1: it was just that mindset. There was so much pressure on like, you know, okay, well, I really value my time and I want to do something that's, you know. Exciting and and this kind of ties in with number one the perfect idea like I wanted it to be the perfect idea because I wanted it to be a thing that I You know was really excited about doing for a long time, and of course, you know, that's just my personality There is something to that if you want to be around something exciting and we can't fault you for that but uh, you know what I lost track of is the fact that hey You can close down a business if you don't like it anymore. If there are certain clients you don't like to work with, you don't have to work with them. If you want to change directions, you can totally change directions and just do something within that. But like, that's a little bit different. That's more about what you enjoy. There's all sorts of pivots you can make that you're going to have to make. Excuse me, anyway. Um, So, and it also means maybe, hey, maybe like, you start another side hustle, like after doing one for a year, but you've learned all these things just by just by going for it. So and then, all right, now I figured out the thing that I want to do that's maybe more in line with my, my lifelong mission or my passion. Uh, oh, and by the way, I started this other thing and now I have this whole year of experience doing this and now I can apply this to this thing. And because I did this first thing, I met all these people. And it's like, as all these, you know, the Steve Jobs quote, it's like, you can't the only way to connect the dots is like by looking back and connecting them or whatever. Like mm, you can't know. So, so, true. so like yeah, to get started is so valuable. Don't don't like not get started because you don't feel like the thing that you lock in on right now is the thing you, you're gonna do forever. Like oh, I don't want to be a virtual assistant forever. I don't want to trade my time for money. Well, it doesn't. It doesn't mean to do it forever. You just might be something you do for a little while, maybe a handful of months. You know, right. who knows? I'll give.
0: I'll give everyone a little, uh, a very tangible example because it was my life. Was you know when I first started out, my goal was to help people travel and doing. What? You and doing, too? No way! <laughs> and, really? And, and this is this is your story too. You know, <laughs> to a degree, was to help people travel and to help them do it cheaper. And my what I was doing it was was through frequent flyer miles, right? So that was my original goal. Uh, you know, I don't know back then if I thought that would be my mission forever. Who who knows? But. You know, did I ever imagine that you and I would start a company that then helped people build location-independent businesses? No, because I didn't even know that was a thing. And so it was like, hey, I want to help people travel. All right, let me start doing that in the way that I can. Okay, cool. I'm trading time for money because I'm helping them book tickets. I'm a travel agent using their points. Not ideal, but I'm not working a regular job and I am helping my goal of helping people travel. Great. Then that coalesces into people coming back and saying, "Well, Trav, that was great. I, I, you know, I can travel now more, but I have this job. How can I, how can I travel more? Oh my gosh, why can you do that? Why can Jason do that? Oh, because you you work online. Wow, can Jason and I help people build online businesses? Yes. And now that's our bigger mission, right? Is like to help people create these freedom lifestyles based around being able to be location independent, work online, and things like that. What will be our big mission five, ten years down the road? I don't know. But we're not putting too much stress and and kind of impetus on it and saying, oh my gosh, is Trav, is this going to be your lifelong goal to help people build a location independent business when you're 60? You know what? Probably not. It will probably coalesce into something that's bigger that we're not even sure what it looks like right but it's like building it's like the first layer of the onion was helping people travel then it was helping them build location independent businesses who knows maybe it's building uh you know intentional communities for people to be able to co-live in 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 an environment that's eco-friendly and allows them to have more freedom i don't know what it looks like
1: nothing leads to anything if there's not a first thing to lead to things
0: exactly we'll connect the dots when we get there just like Steve Jobs said man um so there you guys go the 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 five biggest myths not big there's other ones too but the the five myths that we see people struggle with a lot when it comes to starting a side hustle one you have to have the perfect idea two you have to have the perfect time to do it three you don't have enough time right now in your day to day four it has to replace your income and and you put financial stress on it right away and then five it has to be this big lifelong mission or passion Uh, When you get started, all of these are tied together by this idea that when we look at it, people are getting caught up in the big picture and not just starting and starting small. And that's why we're running our seven days uh, started successful side hustle challenge to help you start small, get going, take the steps that maybe you've never been able to take and really start something immediately so that you can start having an impact and building towards these bigger picture things.
1: Yeah. And if you uh, somehow missed this challenge and you're listening to this, just head over to locationindieindie.com and sign up, and you will find out about the next one. And the other stuff we're doing is we're putting together some, you know, exclusive free trainings, and workshops, and all kinds of stuff always going on. Plus, you get a, a killer newsletter all about location independent business and travel, you create some awesome stuff from the web, and share stories. And yeah, just be a part of the community there if you're digging the podcast get on uh, locationindy.com and join us off the podcast so you can meet up with us in some of those things as well. I mean, we did a live podcast on uh, Zoom a while back, Trav. We might have to do another one of those soon. That was super That fun. was so a blast. That was fun. Way back
0: so, when COVID first started. Yes. So, so anyway, many, many thank you ago.
1: so much for letting us bust some myths with you today. And uh, if you need some help, again, Sign up and join us. We got this challenge. We got all this stuff going on and these resources to help you out. And we're here to help you out. So uh, we'd love to meet you. And um, sign up and get in touch.
0: Thank you guys for listening. We'll chat soon.
1: Cheers.